Eagles Entertainment. I accept the all-in challenge, and the Philadelphia Eagles are all in. We're in the middle of a major humanitarian crisis that's impacting all of us in so many ways. Now more than ever, we need to come together to support and protect those in need. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. It's Wednesday, and that was Jeffrey Laurie at the top of the show. We'll tell you a little bit more about his challenge in just a bit. Hope everybody's safe and healthy as we get through this very unusual time. We are all in it together, so let's all win together. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, and we've got a great show for you. The Eagles getting ready for the 2020 NFL Draft. Isn't everybody going to be glued to their televisions for every single minute of real, live sports? Can't wait for this most unusual draft. We have a great podcast for you. We'll hear from Jeffrey Lurie in a bit about his challenge to everyone that we can all take part in for a great cause. We're going to go down a little trip down memory lane. An Eagles flashback. Nick Foles and the Eagles going to Oakland in 2013. And what happened? An NFL record-tying performance from Foles. We'll revisit that in just a bit. We will also meet exclusively with running back Boston Scott, who one of the players who came off the practice squad last season and helped the Eagles win the 2019 NFC East title. But first, let's set things up just a bit for the draft. It starts next Thursday. We know that. We know Roger Goodell, NFL commissioner, is going to be in his basement announcing the picks. Will we hear boos coming off of people's balconies when Goodell is shown on television? I know I'm going to take a listen. Howie Roseman will be in his house. Doug Peterson in his own home. Jeffrey Lurie in his own home. Everybody's going to be remote. It's been a lot of work putting all this together. And on Monday, we're going to go in-depth to tell you how it has all come together. But first, I spoke with Roseman just a short time ago, and the Eagles general manager says he thinks that all the work the Eagles have put in, all the preparation, all the cohesiveness that's come together here, all of the collective work will pay dividends next week. He's very much looking forward to a no-excuses NFL draft. Um, We will make do. There's no excuses. There are a lot of people that are going through very difficult times, and for us, you know, we, we think that this is this is just an opportunity to give people a distraction and have the draft day, and we need to do our best job. One year ago, you probably didn't know Boston Scott. Six months ago, eh, you heard about him, but you really didn't know much about him. A few months ago, you fell in love with him. A six-round draft pick by the New Orleans Saints three years ago. Scott came off the practice squad last year and helped the Eagles win the 2019 NFC East title. A whirling dervish in the backfield. A mini Darren Sproles, if you will. He looks forward to 2020 working with Miles Sanders and Elijah Holyfield as he goes through his isolation period in Louisiana. Let's visit with Eagles running back Boston Scott. It is my pleasure to welcome in running back Boston Scott. Boston, you're in Louisiana. I want to see how you're doing, how you're feeling. How's your offseason been? Yeah, it's been good, man. Just uh, trying my best to stay consistent with it. You know, we have some different circumstances going on, but I'm just doing my best to stay in my routine and uh, help out my family uh, however they need to be helped, you know, because they, uh, my grandmother uh, was a teacher, my aunt's a teacher, uh, and also my dad uh, was getting therapy 
Uh, he had a stroke back in 2018, so I've been doing the best that I can to help him with that process. So, um, But other than that, I've just been trying to stay in my routine. Boston, it sounds like you've got a lot of responsibility with the family. I mean, during this time, you know, what has this whole coronavirus pandemic meant to you? What is it? What have you learned about yourself? Um, definitely that, you know, as you get older, you know, the more that you've been blessed with, the more responsibility comes your way. Uh, you know, I've definitely had to um, schedule my routine in a way where I'm able to get the work that I need to get done, done. And then also, like I said, uh, be able to be available for other people who might need it. Uh, but also, you know, I, I found that, you know, there's a lot of things in life that we take for, for granted. You know, there's many freedoms, uh, being able to go to a friend's house or go out to eat, spend time with family uh, at a restaurant or something like that. So I think when all, when all this is said and done, you know, I hope that there's a new appreciation for life and what God has given us. Uh, so, you know, there's definitely a lot of negatives and, you know, uh, I can't imagine going through a situation where, you know, one of my loved ones was affected, but, you know, there's also, you know, positives that you can take from this situation. And, you know, like I said, it just gives you some perspective on life. Boston Heat, here in Philadelphia, it's a big city. We're close to New York City. Everybody's been social distancing now for a month, uh, very aware of the dangers of being outside. I know that Louisiana, and in particular that New Orleans region, has also been a hot spot. Can you describe mm -hmm. what this last month has been like for you and just what you've seen from a really vibrant lifestyle down there to people staying inside and the streets empty? Yeah, well, I think... Um, it definitely didn't help the fact that we were around Mardi Gras. So, you know, we have a lot of people in, coming in from all over the country, all over the world. So, I mean, it was just prime for becoming just a hot spot for, for the coronavirus. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it took a little while for people to actually start taking it seriously, uh, you know, because I think I saw that the governor was talking about um, or the mayor uh, was talking about, um, you know, going proceeding as as scheduled with mardi gras just because of you know the information that was out at the time uh it wasn't seen or perceived as a big time threat so uh you know people party you know and then whenever they started to actually close down schools lsu uh southern uh schools around this area people then went to bourbon street and started partying on bourbon street so it's just you know People didn't really take it seriously. And, you know, now we are where we are. You know, we have, I believe, like the most cases per capita, you know, in the world, you know. So that's that's pretty alarming. And people are now taking it a little bit more seriously. You know, people are uh, wearing the protective mask. You know, they're um, coming to grocery stores and they're buying they're buying a lot of food. Uh, but like I said, overall, I just think that. You know, people didn't really take it as seriously at first, and that's why we are where we are. So, yeah. Hey, prayers to you and to all your loved ones. Uh, stay safe and stay healthy. Um, let's talk a little football here, Boston. Um, yeah. Well, you know, a couple of years ago, this was your pre-draft period, and um, mm -hmm. now we're excited to get you back in Philadelphia for your third season here. Let's put into perspective how far you've come since 2018. How do you feel about things? I feel good, man. You know, uh, I think that it's really important. And, 
you know, my story coming up to this point, you know, walking on, having to work my way up through depth charts, you know, I know that nothing that, you know, nothing's given, you know, everything is earned. And that's kind of the way that I'm going to continue to approach every single year. You know, I had a good, good stretch of games there at the end of the season, but, you know, I, I have yet to go through an entire season and be able to produce consistently. So I'm unproven in that aspect, you know, and I realized that, you know, 2019 was, you know, it was given the circumstances, uh, I would consider it, you know, obviously we didn't achieve our goal of winning the Super Bowl, but, you know, as many stories as we saw, you know, from, you know, guys that were able to come out from the practice squad and have that opportunity and, uh, contribute to the team in a major way, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty cool to see, but obviously like, you know, we want to compete for a Super Bowl. That's, that's the end goal. And so, you know, 2019 is over, you know, I appreciate all the support. I appreciate all the love, but at the end of the day, I know, you know, I know how this league works, you know, coaches have film on me. They're going to be able to break me down, you know, and I'm going to have to approach it from ground zero, you know, if I want to be able to, uh, continue to, uh, be successful and uh, progress. So, you know, I definitely know that it's, it's not going to be an easy task, but uh, I feel like my, my path uh, to where I'm at now, you know, I'm just going to continue to work. So if teams spend that much time and they will looking at you and saying, Hey, we're going to try to figure out a way to, to slow Boston Scott down. What do you think they're going to try to do? Do you think they're going to try to get physical with you coming out of the backfield? I mean, how will they play you? How will they try to take that space away from you? Yeah, I'm not, I've been thinking about that, man. And, um, you know, I I think I could see at some point, you know, uh, them starting to use safeties on me. Uh, I kind of saw that against Dallas, uh, towards the, towards the end of the year. Uh, they started bringing down, uh, I think his name is Jeff Heath. They started bringing him down on top of me whenever I was in the slot or, uh, in space. Uh, so I could definitely see them changing personnel as far as, you know, who's covering me, uh, a more athletic, a more athletic guy, you know, but as far as technique, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really sure, you know, cause your boy, your boy's ready for whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> I do not but doubt I, that I'm, at all. Hey, you, you don't, you'll never take this for granted, right? I mean, you don't, you don't walk on right. in college, have to earn a scholarship and say, eh, I've had a good, few games in 2019, I've arrived in the NFL. That'll never be in your mindset, will it? Nope. Why is that? Not at all. Because, man, like I said, I just know the nature of the beast, man. It's it's the moment that you get complacent that I feel that, you know, it all comes crashing back down on you, you know? Sorry, that's my dog. Oh, you got a little little doggy there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Can you take your laptop and show show us your dog? You got a little puppy down there? Let's see what you got. Oh, come here, buddy. Oh, come on. <sighs> he's actually he's actually gotten pretty big. <laughs> oh, he's a beauty. What is it? <laughs> he is a mix. He's a like pit and lab. Okay. Yeah, his name is Dax. He's he's a he's is bad. He we get into those ter- we get into those terrible twos. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dax. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I but, guess, uh, yeah, the idea of being complacent. I mean, dudes probably hammers that in your head. Never get complacent ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever. Yeah, because that's that's where you that's where you mess up, man. Because I mean, whenever you think that you have arrived, man, there's somebody out there that's working that much more harder. You know, they're always looking, and even in the organization, their job is literally to find someone that's better than you and to replace you. You know, so that's why I talk about you know my my career and you know the path. Um, 
leading up to the NFL has really prepared me for, you know, what the NFL is. And it's each year you have to prove yourself again and again and again. You know, like, like I said, 2019 is over, you know. So in my mind, I still haven't reached the standard that I want to reach. You know, and there's still plenty, plenty of mistakes that I made uh, last year that I definitely need to build on and, and get better from and learn from. Uh, so I just know that, you know, this is the, it's the top level, man. And it's, it's hard every year to win a game, you know. So I got to do whatever I can to just continue to prove myself. At the same time, Boston, it must have given you some confidence. I don't know. You tell me. I know you'll have a lot of confidence mm -hmm. already, but to go out and do it as you did it, what did that mean for you in terms of your belief that you knew you could do it, but it's different than actually going out mm -hmm. and doing it in the NFL? Yeah, man. I, I just think, like I, like I said uh, in the past, man, every rep that I got out there, you know, I would feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, feel a little bit better. You know, things started to really slow down because, um, I mean, like I said earlier in the year, I made some mistakes. Uh, so but then again, you know, I Deuce and uh, Coach Stout, uh, Coach Doug P, you know, they just really all and Carson, uh, you know, guys that I look up to, the older guys on the team. They just told me, man, just, you know, enjoy the moment. You know, don't worry about the next play. Don't worry about the last play. Um, just focus on where you're at be present on that one play and do your job to the best of your ability, you know, and that's, that's what I really tried to work on. You know, these bros was right there in my ear, right there in my corner all year, uh, really just spreading that wisdom and teaching me. And, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for that, but you know, it's really just locking in and being present, you know, because I can, I can definitely overanalyze things at times. And uh, once I really started to just open up and just play, you know, play with the, the talents that God blessed me with, you know, I was able to really relax and just, just play. Boston, you went from a player who, I mean, let's be honest, a lot of fans didn't know you, didn't know about mm -hmm. you, to somebody who was enormously popular at the end of the season. And I wonder, what was that like for you? How, how did you handle all of the attention and all of the uh, fans who were trying to be part, you know, be part of your world? Yeah, well, you know, I, I do enjoy myself here and there, but honestly, it was kind of overwhelming because I got so many not notifications on my phone. I had to turn my notifications for social media off. So <laughs> I, I got that off. But, man, it's just I just know how this thing works. I know the culture, you know, sports at the end of the day. I, like I said, I love the support. I love the love. But sports is a performance culture. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, while you're high, everybody's going to love you. But, you know, when you're low, so I just try and stay even kill, man. I just try and stay level-headed, you know, because I know that, like I said, the moment that you get complacent, the moment that you get arrogant or cocky, you know, God, God will humble you, you know. And so I just try and stay even kill with it all. Like, I, I appreciate the support, but at the end of the day, I'm just trying to do my job. Boston is a pretty young, very talented group at this point in the running back room with you, with Miles, with Elijah Holyfield. Uh, can you talk about the three of you and, and how you all work so well together and play off of each other's strengths? Yeah, man, I, I think, you know, I think we all have great talent. I think we're all hard workers. You know, being able to see Elijah the, uh, the little bit that I did, you know, I can definitely see that there's a lot of potential there, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to see him put the pads on and, 
uh, go out there and show show the coaching staff what he can do. And everybody knows what Miles can do, man. And you know, I'm just looking at whatever whatever role. At the end of the day, I think what's 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 so special about that room is, you know, whenever Jordan was there, you know, it didn't matter who was there. You know, the the common theme was just we just wanted to contribute in whatever way that we could. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that looked like. You know, nobody was griping about oh I'm not oh I'm I'm not getting this or that I'm not getting that or that whatever whatever. You know, at the end of the day, we just want to win. We just want to help out the team the best way that we can and. Whatever that looks like, you know, we trust in the coaching staff. We trust in Deuce. We trust in Doug P. We trust that, you know, they're going to put us in positions to succeed. And, you know, whoever's out there, that's the best player. That's the best person for the situation. So that's really all it is. And everybody's on board with that. Dudes are selfless. So that's all you really need in a, in a room. Boston, we fell in love with the spin move. Uh, you're the spin master. Uh, how do you take that <laughs> How do you take that move to another level? Is there another level in that spin? Yeah, man. I, I, you know, I, I think that going back and looking at uh, looking at film, things technique wise, you know, there there's some things that I can definitely work on as far as being in control of my body. Uh, some things are, you know, definitely instinctual. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is just working on body control, you know, and not being out of control whenever I'm at top speed, you know. So uh, just like I said, just continuing to work my craft you know, uh, get tips, you know, watch film. You know, we've had a lot of greats come through. Brian Westbrook, uh, LaShawn McCoy, Jordan Matt, like a lot of, uh, or sorry, Ryan Matthews, but uh, a lot of guys that um, came through and that were um, successful, you know? So uh, just being able to watch them, uh, Sproles, obviously. I, I, it's like a given. I almost forget to, uh, to yeah. bring them up. But uh, yeah, just watching guys like that and uh, what, you know, where their success came from, that's that's kind of what I study and what I look at. And then I work on things uh, on my own, you know, to make sure that I'm in control of my body, you know, at all times. Boston, the draft of 2018, you were a sixth round pick by the Saints. What was the experience like? It must have been. We talked about it way back when, but now that the draft is mm -hmm. right around the corner, do you think about it at all? How great that experience was? Yeah, it was a cool experience, man, because it was my birthday weekend, first off. <laughs> so that was my birthday weekend. It, it was uh, uh, day three. So it was, uh, I believe, that's the day after my birthday. But, um, yeah, I just just left, um, just left a birthday dinner with my family and friends. And it was funny because uh, uh, the girl that I was with at the time, her dad kept saying, he was a big-time Saints fan, he just kept on saying, Oh, the Saints gonna get you here, and it's like it was like second round. I was like, chill out, bro. Like, hopes <laughs> <laughs> up. But uh, yeah, he was like, Saints gonna get them here. Saints gonna get them here. And I, I remember I talked to uh, my strength and conditioning coach, uh, Kurt Hester at Louisiana Tech. You know about you know my projection and what whatever whatever. And really, the thing that we were focusing on was like, you're gonna get an opportunity somewhere. You just gotta make the most of it. Like getting drafted, all that was kind of like. I want, that was that was a dream of mine, but at the end of the day, like just being real, you know, my size and then, you know, one to two years of, you know, being able to be productive, you know, being behind Kenneth Dixon, who went in the fourth round whenever he was drafted, um, you know, I, the resume wasn't great, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, just being able to be drafted in the sixth round, it was, it was wild. It was wild. I couldn't, you know, I... 
I got hot because I saw a 504 number and I didn't really know if it was like a family member because I got family in New Orleans. So I didn't know if it was like a family member, like some long lost aunt or uncle that was calling me up or something. But I answered the call. I answered the call and it was uh, it was Sean P and uh, Mick, Mick, Mickey Loomis and uh, all those cats. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was a cool experience, man. It was definitely a dream come true. Time flies, Boston. You're now you're a veteran, man. Three years in the league. You're the man. veteran of the Eagles running back room. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. But I mean, the experiences that I've that I've been through definitely uh definitely have helped, you know, where I'm at now. And, you know, I'm just hoping that I'm able to be the leader that, you know, those guys need if that's what I'm, you know, if that's what I need to be. You know what I'm saying? So uh, whatever that looks like, you know, um, I'm prepared for it. Boston, uh, any tips for television that you're watching or any books, anything that we can uh, take and help ourselves get through this time? Uh, well, there's a good read that I'm, there's a series that I'm on right now. It's called, see, because I mean, there's so much going, in the world, going on in the world right now. I just like kind of getting away, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, let me see if I can get the book. Uh, where's the book? But anyway, uh, so I just finished. Oh, here it is. Yeah. So I just finished uh, book three. Uh, but book four, this is called Pendragon. I don't know if this is backwards, but it's oh, called Pendragon. It. And basically it's like, it's like a fantasy. Uh, it's like a fantasy series about time traveling. And there's like a uh, turning point on every territory that these protagonists have to come through and change uh and there's this bad guy that's trying to make all the territories like go into chaos so he can take over the world basically and stuff like that so just kind of nerd it out on you but you know yeah, it's literature you're a you're a uh, yeah. you're a sci-fi guy huh yeah, i mean yeah growing up my my dad liked watching like star wars my mom likes to watch sci-fi type stuff so it was just kind of always around so you know, I, I mean, I like I like a little bit of everything, though. Now, now, Boston, are you by yourself, you and the dog, during this time? Or are you with your family during this uh, quarantine time? Yeah, so I have a friend of mine that stays here because uh, I know, like I said, I know how the NFL works, right? So I wanted to get kind of a home base because I have all this stuff here. I didn't want to have to move my stuff from place to place to place to place over and over again, you know, because you never know what might happen. So I have a, a house here uh, in Louisiana that uh, is kind of my home base. And then I have just the apartment in, uh, in uh, Philadelphia. But I have a friend here that stays here and he kind of watches my stuff while I'm gone. And uh, he also needed a place to stay, too. So I was just like, hey, you can come on, you know, you can, you can chill yeah. here. As long as you watch my stuff, nobody walks up out of here with anything. We're good. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds good, man. Hey, listen, thank you so much, Boston. Uh, hope to see you soon at the Novacare Complex. You're getting your workouts in, right? You feeling good? Oh, yeah. Every day. Well, not every day. Lord, don't let Deuce see that. But uh, I'm working out five <laughs> days a week, and I got recovery on Wednesdays. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely staying in a routine and staying in shape, you know, because I know whenever it's potentially, you know, whenever things come back, it's going to be time. It's going to be time to go. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait so, to see you, Boston. Thank you so much, man. Be safe. Be healthy. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Take care, my man. Take care. Thank you so much. All right. At the top of the podcast, Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie issued a challenge. Here it is in full. 
accept the all-in challenge, and the Philadelphia Eagles are all in. We're in the middle of a major humanitarian crisis that's impacting all of us in so many ways. Now more than ever, we need to come together to support and protect those in need. I've been incredibly inspired by so many individuals and organizations who are already sacrificing of themselves to serve others, and now I'm all in with a special opportunity. As we know, winning the Super Bowl created so many incredible memories. One of the most meaningful for me was the play many of us remember called the Philly Special. You want Philly Philly? Yeah, let's do it. It was at the end of the first half, and our running back took the snap. He flipped over to the tight end, he ran to his right, and passed in the end zone to our quarterback for a touchdown. It was a very special play. Now, I want to give one of you the chance to design and run the next great play in Eagles history. Start by visiting us at training camp to work with our coaches to design and perfect the play and then teach it to the team during practice. Then join the coaches at a preseason game to call your play from the sidelines, directly call it into the quarterback. So if it's a really dynamic play, then you know what? We'll probably use it again next time we're in the Super Bowl. Just go to allinchallenge.com and now I challenge Jerry Jones, our respected rival in the Dallas Cowboys, to join me by going all in. And now we turn back the clock. It's time for the Eagles flashback. On November 3rd, 2013, Chip Kelly took his Philadelphia Eagles in to play the Oakland Raiders. And what happened? Remarkable. Nick Foles, touchdown pass after touchdown pass. Top of your screen. When it was all finished, Foles had completed 22 of 28, 406 yards, seven touchdowns, three of them to Riley Cooper. He compiled a perfect quarterback rating, and he etched his name for the first time, but not the last. As we know, 2017, well, 2018 specifically, Super Bowl 52, Foles would again become part of history. But on this day, seven touchdown passes, the Eagles throttled the Oakland Raiders 49-20. to And everybody was raving about Foles that day. In the locker room afterward, he just got into the flow of the game and got hot. Here's Nick Foles after making history. You just try to stay steady because you just want to keep going. Uh, no matter if you're doing good or bad or whatever, you just try to forget about the last play and keep grinding. Uh, I didn't want to lose my mentality that I started the game with, so I, I had no clue how many touchdowns I had thrown or anything. We were able to spread the ball around, but you got to look at the key components that went through it, you know, the O-line blocking, guys running great routes, making huge catches. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a special moment for the organization, but it's special for all our teammates. We just got to keep getting on the right path. For Cooper, it was, well, a breakout game for him. It earned him a contract, never quite lived up to that contract, but for a day... Riley Cooper was a superstar on the football field. He talks about the unbelievable offensive performance. He always has poise. He always has confidence. And, um, I mean, that's what you need in your quarterback. So uh, he handled it great. He's a, uh, he's a winner at heart. It's definitely fun when you, when you feel like you're con contributing. 
you know. Um, so uh, that's the biggest thing. I don't want, you know, a thousand yards every game. I don't want multiple touchdowns or touchdowns every game. I just want to contribute and uh, be there for my teammates. And, um, you know, that's what I want to do. Same with Deshaun Jackson, Eagles wide receiver, who had a touchdown catch and more than 150 receiving yards. Extremely impressed with the way Foles and the Eagles offense operated in Oakland. I mean, honestly, man, it's a good team effort, bro. Uh, you know, everybody came out this week and, you know, just played. Um, we was able to come out here and get a lot of success. Um, you know, Nick Foles did a great job. So, um, you know, this is a big game for us to come out here and we definitely need to win. And there you have it. That is our Eagles flashback. Nick Foles, an NFL record-tying seven touchdown passes. Finally, on this Eagles Insider podcast, a moment to remember three former Eagles who have passed away recently. Great players, certainly pillars in the community, and they left a lasting impression in the NFL on the game, the league, the way they played, everything. We remember running back, kick returner, Timmy Brown. Timmy Brown has just the lever with which to boost the score. A loafing gate carries him around left end for a touchdown. The Eagles 27, the Cardinals 20. Place kicker, Tom Dempsey. He's tying a 63-yard field goal. Not only will uh, Tom Dempsey hits this one, he's got a very slight win at his back. He'll set a National Football League record in addition to winning the game. I don't believe this. It's good! I don't believe it! And Pete Retzlaff. You know, it's been a good life, really, it has. I mean, uh, you raise a family, the kids go to school, you try to do what you can for your community. So it's, it's just been an opportunity to play a very, what I think maybe a small, but a very vital role uh, for yourself when, when you're no longer on the field. And uh, I'm content just to have the memories that don't fade. I'll still be running pass patterns when I'm on my deathbed to hope, you know. <laughs> That's, I'll be thinking of how you can do it better. That's what I'll be. <laughs> Both Brown and Retzlaff are in the Eagles Hall of Fame. They are gone, but not forgotten. Thanks to Ray Doyle. Thanks to Peter Kelly. Thanks to Buffy Gorilla for putting all this work together. Thanks to all of you for joining us here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. If you have a moment to drop us a rating on the Apple Podcasts, please do so. We love to see those five stars. More coming your way as we get ready for the 2020 NFL Draft on Monday. A deep, deep dive into the preparations as the Eagles get ready to get this team to the top once again of the NFC East and back into the playoffs in 2020. Thanks, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly and stay safe and healthy out there. E-A-T!